ego is your dark passengers. It's always going to be there. It's just, you know, if you know it's always there, how can you navigate life better with it? You're listening to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. Hey, my friends, welcome to the Christoph Lewis podcast, Create Your Career. This is conversation number 148, total episodes number 252. Thank you so much for being here. I'm always excited, always humbled to have you on here. This episode is insanely good. I, I feel like that, am I in the right to say that about my own podcast? It's not necessarily about my podcast. It's about the guests that come on here, like the absolute fire that these guests bring and the the level of emotion, the level of impact. that's just so powerful, all these stories. Sharing your story is so powerful with the intention of helping others. And this is exactly what my guest does today. It's so good. My guest today is Chase Tuning. He's former Army and he is the founder of Ever Forward Enterprises, which is also a very successful podcast. He shared a lot of life stories with us, his transition out of the military and a whole lot more. It just like, just when I thought the conversation was so good, which was from the beginning. It just kept on getting better and getting better and getting better. And I love how we're able to end with him sharing such an emotional story about his family. So thank you so much for sharing that, Chase. And thank you again so much for being here. Remember, you can find this episode and all other conversations, the contemplations on ChristophLewis.com forward slash podcast on any podcast app and head over to YouTube and subscribe and you can watch the conversations, the ones with the guests. And you can find me on Instagram at Christoph Lewis. As I said so many times before, and I mean it now, especially in today's day and age with everything going on. I truly appreciate the time that you're giving me to be able to continue to create content on this level and to be able to continuously share these stories of these incredible human beings. If you yourself has an incredible story and you want to share it for other people, it would not only benefit them, but it would benefit you to share your story, even if you think you're not ready. And that's just a little bit of what we talked about today. So without further ado, welcome to the Christoph Lewis podcast, Create Your Career. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. We were just chatting offline before recording and I was like, man, we better start this or we're going to just get into some stuff already and I want to capture some of this stuff but it's cool man you're you're really personable and that's one of the things that drew me to you originally and for the background of all the listeners here I was asking for podcast advice somebody suggested you I can't remember who it is if you're listening thank you and unfortunately and embarrassingly enough I'm not even adhering to the advice you gave me right now because I'm still trying to sort out some things that I'm doing but no nah, you were really helpful and that's one of my stipulations always for this podcast if you're a new listener and then for yourself Chase is I don't only want people that are doing good things and just in a good place in their life, but my stipulation is for people that that are helping other people. And and you and you helped me right off the bat. Boom, no questions asked. So yeah, I appreciate what that. was it like? It was a, a tech thing with your mic or your yeah, setup or yeah. Something? So it's it's really uh, the setup in totality between because I have right. I have two cameras going here. I have the mic and then I'm recording your screen as well. And I don't wear headphones right now. So I have this wonky, janky setup, embarrassingly enough, but it works. And I want to get away from that, but I still haven't gotten it better to what I have right now. So I haven't moved forward on yeah. it. 
Yeah, but now I yeah. appreciate it, man. And before we get into the rest of the episode, would you mind introducing yourself for those of us that don't know who you are? Sure. Yeah, my name is Chase Tuning. Uh, you know, like uh, I'm a man here, former armed service member. I was active duty Army from 03 to 09. Got out uh, as an E6 staff sergeant. Um, I was in the military intelligence community. And the nature, I, I wanted to stay in for a long time, but uh, I wound up getting injured um, just during some, some war games before even uh, deployment opportunity could even happen. And I wound up getting medically discharged. And that gave me a whole new appreciation for the human body. So long story short, um, getting separated, getting medically kicked out of the Army, launched my whole new interest and career and really health, fitness, wellness, personal development. And um, yeah, it's been 10 years now. And uh, here we are doing whatever this internet thing is now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, entrepreneurship, the internet, social media, influence, podcast. Um, It's just been a wild transition, man. Yeah, and how cool is that? I just, I think definitely, and again, if you're listening to this in the future, we're recording this in March of 2020, and I've been saying this a little bit lately, but I think it's really pertinent to what we're discussing is you got out on an injury. You didn't really sound like you wanted to get out, uh, but it's been a while and it is what it is and things happen. But now you've had such an opportunity because of that. And I just kind of feel like that's the world we're living in right now. And I'm so happy that not that bad things are happening to good people. And I wouldn't wish anybody to lose their job or get sick, but there's a lot of opportunity coming out of that. And it's cool to see in your own story that opportunity Mm -hmm. arose out of that. Yeah, I, I didn't really see it at, at first. I, I didn't really know what what was going on. I mean, I'll be totally honest. When So I was actually medically retired. So okay. it opened up some different benefits and stuff for me, and it made that transition, I'll say, a little bit more bearable. I, I know not to get too far into the weeds of military transition. I know there's a lot of room for improvement. Like <laughs> I've been out for 10 years now, and I still hear horror stories about sure. similar problems that I went through. So I, I was kind of like, eased into civilian life again, eased into that transition. And I had opportunities I'm super grateful for. And by that, I mean, you know, uh, going back home, you know, having a housing allowance, having school paid for college benefits. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I just knew that I knew myself really, if I didn't kind of do something right then and there, it would have been very easy to just stay comfortable with those benefits. And and I wanted to just, you know, pursue something. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what the hell I wanted to do during, I just knew I needed to do something. And, you know, over time that, that turned into internships that turned into jobs Mm -hmm. that turned into different things that I could try and test out and, you know, really, really get intentional with it eventually. Yeah. Intentionality is crucial. And I think understanding that you need to do something and not getting, or not succumb to the comfortability of what your life is because the military and those that are listening that don't really know if you get medically retired or there's, there's actually a ton of ways you can separate from the military. A lot of those ways you're able to uh, get paid for rightfully so because of the injuries that you sustain while serving. And um, it can, you can easily just rely on that money and it's just enough to get by, but it's not enough to like break out into any means so i can see in your answer there that you got stuck you there can a little live bit. for sure you yeah. can live but you modestly can't really yeah drive sure you, you can't pursue a lot of things that maybe you you want to um yeah like it's not like you're set for life and living off of you know <laughs> this yeah. huge amount yeah. of money not by any means but your basic human needs are kind of covered um in a in a modest way yeah, yeah. so you talked about like getting internships things like that one domino tipped another domino and another domino 
But if we could uh, digress for just a moment and can you walk us through kind of the mindset between that person that gets stuck Mm -hmm. in that comfortability zone to like for you personally, what helped you break out of that? Uh, Maybe some actions that you took and then some of the thoughts that you had and maybe some of the behaviors that led to that. Sure. Yeah, man. Good question. Um, As I kind of worked through my undergrad, I went to school for exercise science and I had an idea of what I wanted to do. I really felt that the people in businesses and corporations and nine to fives, they were missing out on movement, on physical fitness. And so I initially had a very strong passion for or interest in pursuing corporate wellness. My first internship was corporate wellness. Realized I hated it. I realized that those people, for the majority, um, were not motivated. And I, where I was in, in my understanding of you know being a coach and a trainer was, I wasn't the. Per- I realized that I wasn't the coach. I wasn't the trainer for people to like. I got to motivate you first. I got to get you know something started. I realized that I was much better served to serve people that already kind of had a little bit of traction. I just yeah. wanted to help them keep that going and get mm-hmm. some momentum. And you would not be, you would not believe some of the people like, like, no, I don't want your, I don't want your free workout. Why are you in my office? And it was just, <laughs> I was met with so much hostility. Um, <laughs> I just want to do my job and go home. I was like, but you're overweight. I always, I would never say this out loud, but you know, like you don't know how good you can feel. Like if you just do these small little things, you know, um, and I really, looking back, I realized that I kind of had a little bit of an unfair, I guess a vendetta or chip on my shoulders because I, I, I had just overcome so much. Like mm-hmm. I literally learned how to walk again and these oh, people wow. were complaining twice actually. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. These people were like, you know, oh, I don't have time or I, I have a sore ankle and I didn't realize it at the time, but definitely looking <laughs> back now, like I was like, what do you mean? You're being a selfish a-hole. Like, how dare you like take this excuse, take this for granted of, you know, being able to move and you're just not doing it. Like I was bedridden. I was in a wheelchair. I was in all of these things. And it took me so much time and effort to get to just where I am today to be able to walk around, not on a cane wow. and you're just being lazy. So I realized pretty quickly that's not what I wanted to do. So yeah, I went on to, I had, I had to do two internships for, for that undergrad degree um, and wound up doing a lot of different things. And it kind of just slowly filtered down. I was like, let me try personal training. Let me try group mm-hmm. exercise. Let me do outdoor boot camps. Let me do this, a little bit of that. And each time, whether it was an official requirement for my degree, my certification, or just you know me shadowing somebody, I kind of just made clear like this is what i actually got out of it mm-hmm. this is what i thought it was this mm-hmm. is what i want to do and this is what i don't like so how can i kind of just do a pros and cons kind of thing move on to the next yeah that's and cool. then eventually you know wound up working in in industries and careers that i loved yeah yeah it's really cool that you're able to probe uh different so you knew like a high level of what you wanted to do but you didn't know necessarily mm-hmm. where you wanted to niche down and, and find your exact area that you wanted to work in so it's cool that you were able to go in there and probe like yeah that that's not for me or oh, that's not for me so yeah i always encourage the listener right now like especially during these times hopefully for the duration of the episode but especially like these kind of things like this is the christoph lewis podcast create your career and i'm huge on creating things for yourself and i'm very career oriented amongst all the other things that we talk about of course but right here specifically a lot of people so i don't know what to do i don't know how to find what i want to do well Oh yeah. Go out there and probe things and just test things. And you're not going to waste your time. You're wasting your time if you're not trying and not going out there by probing it. You're just going to put it off until another time. And I think one of the crazy things that you said is that, first of all, you, you try to learn how to, you had to learn how to walk twice. That's 
that's crazy. We you totally left that out about <laughs> the earlier part. That's pretty heavy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, long story short, uh, I had to have had a really significant uh, hamstring, hip, low back injury, uh, okay. L4, L5 vertebrae. Had to have both my femurs reconstructed completely. Holy uh, And I've got hardware like rods and pins going in both of my hips. Um, yeah, so I was completely, completely bedridden for, for days and days. And then, you know, it was all I could do to just mm. use my, my walker and my cane to go from the bedroom to the kitchen, uh, wheelchair for a long time. And when I got you know, about – about eight months after the first surgery and I could walk upright again and load bear and not compensate. And I could, that, that leg could physically handle my body weight again. Mm -hmm. It went back, cut me open, did the other side. I just had to go the process all over again. (laughs) My last, um, uh, about almost a year and a half of active duty. I was a patient. I was in a med hold Mm -hmm. unit. I was just in and out of the hospital recovering, rehabbing. Uh, and then, yeah, they medically retired me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just as long as or just as soon as you heal one side, they're like, sorry about that. I know you just learned walk <laughs> yep. again. <laughs> yep. It's like, I'm a real boy. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, Pinocchio. We're going back to making you a, a wooden toy again. Oh, yeah. But, um, Dang, that's yeah, heavy. It was tough, man. It was, but, that, tough, but that adds some serious perspective. And if I can, because there's a lot of things happening in the world today, and I want to kind of relate it to current events in a sense of the things you were seeing, like people saying like, oh, I have a sore ankle. I can't go do anything right now. And I think I know that experiencing adversity in your life adds a seriously new perspective to you and you don't take advantage of maybe the times that you didn't make anything happen before. And again, I want to reiterate, I don't wish anybody to be sick or lose your job or anything like that, but God damn it, it is adding some perspective, some people's lives that have never faced adversity at all right now. And I hope it's making them think. And furthermore, I really hope they take something from this and remember it and continue it for the rest of their lives and not get shell shocked like a lot of people are right now. Preparedness. Don't be scared. Don't mm-hmm. be in fear, but be prepared, mm-hmm. you know, and I hope they take that with them. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's a Navy phrase as well, but, you know, I always remember my time in the Army of, you know, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of people are realizing areas of their life, you know, I wasn't ready mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to mm-hmm. be on quarantine. I wasn't ready to be locked yeah. down. You know, we're talking COVID times right now. I wasn't ready for, you know, how am I going to pay rent if I don't have a job? Yeah. I wasn't ready for less of this, more of that. Um, yeah, the more you can figure out ways now when times are interesting, um, yeah. maybe uncertain for some people, more sure. stressful for some people. Sure, sure. Um, where can you double down now to make sure that when this happens again, and by this, I mean a super stressful time in your life. I yes. mean, an injury. I mean, hardship in your family, financial loss, just any significant stress in your life. It's not a matter of if, but only a matter of when you need to get ready so that when this happens, you know, where to cover down, you know, your weak points, you know, your strengths, you know, your community, you know, your support system. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir, man, with a military guy. I mean, <laughs> all we do is just train for, for the shit to hit the fan all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you hope for peace, but prepare for war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, abso- it's 100% pertinent to what we're living right now. Preparedness is crucial. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody's taking a long, hard look. And even though it's not a good situation, and a lot of people are just getting jacked up right now. It's It could be a lot worse. Like, at le- like I was reading uh, an article on the Blitzkrieg in World War II mm. and people living in London and how they were affected by fear and lack thereof by getting yeah. bombed for day after day after day. And I thought, at least we're not getting bombed right now, you know? And I just finished a book, The Hiroshima Diaries, about 
Hiroshima and mm. the A-bomb getting dropped on there. And holy crap, like hearing those accounts, like really put it in perspective. I mean, people's clothes getting blown off them, people's faces melting off, like absolutely terrible atrocities. And it doesn't take away from what we're experiencing mm. now. What we're experiencing now is sure. real. So I do think very the real, point, very serious. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm going to completely shift on one of the notes I mentioned about I'm reading some books and I noticed you've been reading some books and you had some good suggestions lately on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, this is awesome. Oh, cool. good. Yeah, man. So I want to ask you uh, for, for my own selfishness and for to share with everybody else, though, like what's your number one favorite book and why is it your number one favorite book? So without kind of going deeper on yeah. like the theme or the topic, whatever, I'll say if any human being of any walk of life asked me what's a book recommendation, I would say Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Okay. Uh, he is probably my favorite living author, Ryan Holiday. Um, he has a, it's a semi kind of series, semi kind of trilogy of Ego is the Enemy, The Obstacle is the Way, and then most recently came out late last year, it's called Stillness is the Key. Okay. Um, they're definitely great one-off books, you know, a little section here and there, but just... I really love his work and his perspective of the here and the now, the modern approach, but also how he ties in stoic philosophy, which is a big part of my belief system and just daily mantras and rituals and habits, but also just great historical figures uh, of, of peacetime, of wartime, like Amelia Earhart, like JFK, like Napoleon Bonaparte, uh, Seneca, Marcus Aurelius, just great people throughout time who have looked at ego uh, and working through it. And I actually kind of, I'll semi disagree with the topic or the the name or maybe someone's conception of it. It's not reading this to like understand your enemy and destroy ego. No, it's to understand it and how to see where it comes up in your life, how it actually looks and feels and to use it for your advantage. Um, I make this analogy. Have you ever seen the show Dexter? You know, the show Dexter. Yeah, absolutely. No, so I, I reference it. My kind of understanding is the takeaway was, you know, ego is the enemy is really learning how to sit with that dark passenger. Mm -hmm. Ego is your dark passenger, just mm -hmm. like, you know, Dexter had yeah, his, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's always going to be there. It's just, you know, if you know, it's always there, how can you navigate life um, better with it? So yeah. ego is enemy number one, but also any, anything holiday does is my cool. favorite. Yeah. I haven't read any, I, I wrote it down here. I'll put it in the show notes for everybody listening as well. So you can easily Huge. find that, but that's, that's really cool. And yeah, I, I love Dexter. And I think that was really cool how they related the dark passenger and, when I initially he started, didn't. I'll take credit for that. One. Oh, what, <laughs> Ryan Holiday did. Oh, yeah. no, no, that's that's how it kind of came up for me. I was like, oh, oh like okay, okay. Everyone's dark passenger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, that totally that makes sense. I mean, because I'm a fan of, fan of the show, not yeah. a fan of the ending, fan of the show. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But. It, it, it was weak sauce. Yeah. The, the ending was weak sauce. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. But even going into that show, I did like how they use the the dark passenger as well within the show. And I think it just really relates to yeah. our lives right now. And when I f uh, initially started watching the show, I didn't really think about it out of that sense because I was still, I mean, I'm always growing, but I was not understanding it really on that level at this time. So speaking of the ego, um, one of the questions that comes to mind is like, what, what speaking of, okay. So I said like, well, what's your favorite book? You said that. So like, now yeah. let's hone down a little bit more on the ego. Like what's the best thing or one of the important things that you've learned through these readings and through studying this. And, and maybe it coincides with some of the stoic philosophy that you've learned, but is there something that comes to mind that maybe is like a, almost even a day to day thing for you? Yeah. Good question. Um, I'll say personally, one of the biggest takeaways that I got from that book or just that philosophy and honestly, a lot of holidays work in general is really being able to look at, 
how do we get better at responding to things versus just reacting? Um, kind of twofold. How do we get better responding versus reacting and analyzing our life uh, and our thoughts and our actions and our deeds through the lens of what do I think that I deserve versus what have I actually earned? Um, for ego, I think the latter is more important. When we ego typically will kind of look like for most people, like I feel like, oh, I worked hard for this or I, I deserve this. I've put in the reps, I've put in the hours. Well, cool. Like no one's guaranteed shit in life. You know, you can be doing this podcast. I can be doing my podcast and all of a sudden, you know, the internet breaks and then like, oh, well, I work so hard, you know, well, cool. No one cares. Like yeah. when shit hits the fan, the proverbial shit hits the fan in any way, like it doesn't matter just because you did something X amount of times does not guarantee you X result. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it through, have I earned this kind of like end result? Okay. Well, what is your end result? Are you just expecting someone else to give you a reward? Are you expecting someone to throw money or accolade at you? Or are you going about something intentionally so that you have a way to kind of effectively measure yes, this is successful for me. I have earned this kind of new way of thinking. I have earned this ability to help somebody else. I have earned this, this, this right, this title, whatever, so that I can kind of continue and be of service, I think. Um, so looking at where am I digging my heels in on something? Am I, am I thinking that, you know, have I actually earned this or do I just think that I deserve it? for whatever reason. Um, and then I'll say the react versus respond thing is kind of getting off a little bit more into his works on uh, stoicism. Like the daily stoic is a book mm -hmm. that I post up the caption of every day in my Instagram story uh, and a lot of uh, his other book, the obstacle is away, which probably right now would be a very timely read for people is really mm -hmm. looking at this big problem, big issue, big roadblock before us and where most people will just like, okay, cool. We tried, you know, it sucks. Like, no, like what is the gift in this and how can we actually use it to move forward? Um, so learning how to better respond to things that happen to us, for us, uh, instead of just reacting with our initial, like, you know, primal being of, you know, fight or flight kind of thing, but actually looking at things, analyzing them, just honestly, sometimes taking a breath, just pausing sometimes can be all the difference it takes all the difference in the world to effectively respond to something instead of just reacting. Mm -hmm. uh, and in that reaction time, allowing a greater opportunity for ego to flare up versus actually looking at what is really going on, have more of an objective perspective, analyze it, find the gift in it and, and drive on move forward, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find that if I don't pause sometimes on occasion, you're speaking about answering or thinking or analyzing objectively, I will do the exact opposite and I will just that immediate response, that knee jerk response is an emotional yeah. response and it's a very subjective response and I don't make a clear decision. It's always like you think about, you, you see somebody in the elevator and then later you're like, oh, I wish I would have said this to him or, or just whatever that situation is. It's yeah. because you're thinking much more clearly or yeah. If you're dating somebody, oh, I should have said this to her. I should have said this to him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you had a chance to detach a exactly. little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So I love the yeah. pausing thing. And I can say, speaking from firsthand experience, me personally as a podcast host, one of the things that I've struggled with is not always answering. It may sound like I answer in real time, but I'm definitely processing. And it can be hard to listen to what somebody oh, yeah. says and then retain what they're saying as they're saying it and meet these words and meet these responses in a timely manner. So one of the things that I've benefited from that I would love to share is just 
pausing and really thinking about mm-hmm. what I'm going to say and not being afraid of the white space, I guess, so to say mm-hmm. that's there. And I think that's it's way longer in our head than it actually is. It's so much. Yeah, it's so space. funny. Yeah, yeah. And I know, you know, that's, like, oh, yeah. no, that was actually half a second. It felt like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and it's weird. Cause like, if you guys are listening on audio, we have this on YouTube as well. And when I'm looking at somebody or when you're looking at somebody and, and now especially we're doing everything on zoom, Microsoft teams, Skype, things like that in today's world for what's going on. And when you're just yeah. looking at somebody via the screen and you pause, it can be weird. It can be awkward. I, but I think much like uh, many things yeah. overcoming that uncomfortability of, of that. And I think it's applicable to in-person conversations as well. So those are all great answers. Uh, all those things that earned versus deserve, I think just, having those conversations with yourself and knowing that it's okay to have those conversations with yourself, but forcing yourself to ask yourself the tough questions, a lot of self stuff going on there. Making time for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, forcing yourself might feel too much right now for some people Mm -hmm. and for you, for me, for certain things. Um, but just making time, making space for the, for the what if, you know, Mm -hmm. for the creative space, for the pausing, for the, um, you know, tactical pause, (laughs) if you will. No, it's really good. And I'll say we were speaking about day jobs before we started recording. And I think one of the things that has really helped me through that, and and I I would say with podcasting and pretty much anything I do in my life is when I'm doing my day job, I'm just, it's very structured and it's scheduled and it's meeting after meeting after thing, after task, after task. One of those things I'll, I'll recommend, and I don't know who I heard say it, but just block off time to just think like, Am yeah. I, am I doing what I need to be doing? Yeah. Am I headed in the correct trajectory or do I need to realign myself And that realignment that pausing and realignment will save you more time than if you go down the wrong path? Absolutely, man. It reminds me of another book that this concept is, is yes. big in. Have you read the one thing? Oh, I've read it multiple times. I'm doing that book challenge one a yeah. week and I read it twice in my dang Perfect. book challenge. <laughs> I, I reread that book every year usually always like January. It's my first book of the new yeah. year to kind of get me back in the mindset of yeah. time blocking goal setting. I think they suggest that lead that. Domino. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do that all the time. Uh, and I'll not constantly, I'll say periodically visit. I have the audible version as well. The audiobook. I'll go back to like pick a topic kind of thing and revisit it. But yeah. man, uh, I'm with you. My time blocking, I schedule my, my, my breakfast, my, my, my morning walks, my podcast, my lunch, my workout, um, my dead space, my fun time. Um, yeah. and it can maybe kind of seem like overkill, but I'm telling you, man, it sounds like yeah. you have realized this mm-hmm. as well, that yeah. if you don't, those things will slip through the cracks. Yeah. The, the you time, the time to just pause and reflect the time to analyze the time to do nothing. Sometimes shout out again, Ryan holiday. Um, stillness is the key. Like these are crucial components to not only just the human experience, but to human optimization. Mm-hmm. You want to get better at just being a damn good human being, being able to be comfortable with that dead space yourself. I think that's why a lot of people don't like pauses or it feels mm-hmm. like so long and awkward is because we're not really concerned about the other person. We're concerned about like, mm-hmm. uh, like <laughs> I'm not comfortable being alone. I'm not comfortable with pausing. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, you need to make time for these things. You need to make time for everything in your life that matters. Mm-hmm. And if you don't make time for it, you're going to realize that, like, where did this go? You know, where did that hobby go? Yeah. Where did my relationship go? Where did my my um, my pastime go? Where did my career go? Um, I mean, look, we all have the same amount of time. So, mm-hmm. like, literally just block it off and see what's working for you and see what, see what doesn't, man. It's yeah. all about those after action reviews, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> 
I would definitely have to echo much of what you said. And I think again, in today's times when you're at home, so like if you're, and I talked about it in a recent uh, contemplation episode, the, the solo podcast that I do, and I gave a bunch of tips and tricks because I've been working at home for a little while by myself. And I find that when people commute and they go to work, they have this schedule and they adhere to that. And when they're done work, they're mentally checked out, they're done work and they're able to do things with their family or whatever their hobby is and things like that. So if you're listening and you're working at home for the first time and you're a new listener and you haven't listened to that episode, one of the things I suggested, and I'm sure you agree is, or I know you do because you talked about scheduling and such a strict thing and you would think it's more constricting, but it actually allows for more freedom and allows for that more it's time liberating. and do it yeah. and schedule your days at home. Like I wake up, like I'll put work clothes on, you know, I go to the gym at the same time, like eat at the same time, take care of my daughter at the same time, hang out with my wife at the same time. Because if I didn't schedule that, I'd be at work until like 10 PM just working. So don't be a slave to the lack of scheduling, like schedule it mm-hmm. to enjoy your freedom, ensure that you're making time for that. So I love, like that, that was really good. I, I love that you brought that up, man. That's, that's awesome. So uh, it's, it's, it's yeah. important. Yeah. It's not restricting. It's liberating. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, one of the other things I want to talk about and is one, well, there's two things and I'm only going to talk about one with the time that we have left because one of the things I like talking about is obstacles that you've had in your life and we, we kind of talked about that initially with your military transition and learning how to walk twice. I mean, I think that's probably one of the bigger things in your life. And maybe there's other things, but for the sake of this this episode and just a few minutes left, I want to leave us with one of the questions I asked almost every single guest, and that's why do you help people? And I know it sounds like such a simple question. And if you listened before, you know, you heard me say like me asking the question promotes the answer and most everybody answers it differently than the last. So I want to ask you the question, why do you help people? Why do you not just stop at being better for yourself. Why didn't you just stop after, Oh, I can walk again. Why didn't you just stop after creating a successful podcast? All of these things you help me in Instagram direct messages and you're helping me now. I think twofold, but like the main thing, the first thing that comes to mind is because when I look back at the most difficult times in my life, the most transformational, the most exciting, um, really everything from being a little kid to a teenager to joining the military to being in school, corporate America, self-employed, like my whole timeline of existence. When I look back at the things that have mattered most to me, that have helped propel me forward, that have just lasted, have left lasting impressions, I've never done it alone. Mm. I've, I've always had a person or persons, um, you know, growing up, I had I was very, very close with my father and, and my stepmom, um, you know, and actually, you know, that was another big hardship. But, you know, uh, he was in the army as well. Um, I wanted to kind of follow in his footsteps. And just months after I joined the military, he was terminal. He passed away in oh, 2005 um, to a horrible, horrible, cruel illness. And that left me lost in the sauce and people that helped get me through that time period, that long time period. Um, there were others than just me. Yeah. Uh, I had, I had leaders, I had mentors, I had peers, I had subordinates, I had people in my life that whether I realized it at the time, or now I can look back with hindsight, like, yes, if it was not for that person, for that group, for that book, for that podcast, for that coach, for that mentor, for that random stranger, kind of just saying something that got me thinking, like, I, I would not be here. I would not be doing what yeah. I'm doing uh, yeah. if I had stayed the course alone. And yeah. so it would be the most selfish thing in the world, I think, to just like make for me, 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 me. Um, because I've been there. I, you know, when people, 
when you reached out, uh, you know, random person hit me up on DM, <laughs> hey, I have a question about podcasts. Like, I've had those questions. I've been there. And so it's why I try to stay engaged as much as possible and just provide an answer or a resource or just a thought or just honestly, sometimes just being there for somebody yeah. um, because I've been in all those positions and I know what it means yeah. when you get even just a little bit of a response, a little bit of help. And I also know what it means when you don't. And it feels not so great when you don't. Mm -hmm. And I felt that and I don't ever want anybody to feel that. So I just try my best to just keep, keep going, yeah. keep moving. And it also doesn't hurt that, um, I've kind of made it my, you know, my business and my own, my whole belief sure. system of ever forward, ever forward, um, came from my dad. You know, it, it came from oh, this wow. phrase of when we lo lost him, when, when we watched him die, you know, it was his phrase, his mantra, this thing that he had said our entire life. And we finally got to see it in motion, no matter what. I mean, this guy, my hero, my f best friend, my dad, um, a husband, a father, a son, uh, all these things was just withering away for, for months and months and months and just becoming a prisoner in his own body. And you would think if anybody had the right to, to complain or to just, you know, cry out why God me or just make other people's lives miserable, um, you think you would have thought it would have been him. But I mean, literally until his last breath, he had nothing but just smile on his face as best he could. He really lost control of his body, couldn't speak. Um, and so he set that example for me. And so it would have been the most dishonor I think I could have ever done to just keep things for me and not take that and run with it. And um, so that's what that's the, kind of the quick story of yeah. Ever Ford. And that's why I think, you know, it's so important for me to, you know, always be, be in service. I appreciate you sharing that with us. It was really powerful and really heavy and really emotional. And that's why I love asking that question because we all come from such different backgrounds and we've experienced mm -hmm. such different things. But at the same time, a lot of us have experienced the similar things and everybody lose somebody and that's really terrible. And it's just so incredible to hear of what an example he was to you and that the impact Truly, that you're, yeah. you're, you're making right now as a direct result about that. And whether you believe it or not, I mean, He's proud of you, you know, like, and I know, you know, I, that, but I, I think so, man. Thank you. And, and I know, you, yeah, I know, I know we just met like 35 minutes ago, but he, he's definitely, he definitely is because I'd like to say, think the same exact thing. And mm. that's really cool, man, to hear you say that. So I appreciate again, you sharing that with us and dang, that that's awesome. That's such a, such a great note to end on. I appreciate it. So yeah, man, that's <laughs> yeah, it took like, me a long time to get to a point yeah, to I'm sure. be able to talk I'm about sure. it. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, like I said, you know, the greatest things that come before us, the greatest things that seem like the end of the road, the blockade. Um, that's what I thought it was for me. And it was a hard 10, 12 years, really, for wow. me to even like be able to talk about it, um, to not suffer like crippling panic attacks and like just really bad. Uh, but then when I just started doing a lot of things that we're talking about and reading all the books and listening to all the podcasts um, and just began to ask different difficult questions like, all right, well, what if this was a good thing or what is the gift in this? What is the message? And, uh, just slowly over time, my perspective changed, my mindset changed, my, my habits changed, my day-to-day -day changed, uh, my job changed, my, my level of fulfillment, everything. Um, and all it came from just challenging the obstacle instead of the obstacle challenging me. Wow. That is awesome. I, I cannot wait. I, I was like, 
I'm a one man band. I edit the stuff myself and I <laughs> love going back and listening to these episodes, man, because it's just, yeah. it's so, it's so great. So I appreciate it. So before we get out of here, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Let everybody know how they can find you. Yeah. So, uh, I run the Everford radio podcast. That's where I, I live and breathe three. We do three shows a week. Um, outside of that, I mean, we're any podcast platform, wherever you listen, you know, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, I also film them for YouTube. You can find us there. But uh, if it's not Everford Radio, I live and breathe and hang out and answer tech problems for podcasters <laughs> and, yeah, you know, and coaches and all the all the things on Instagram. I'm at Chase underscore tuning. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I did want to sneak in there that I actually uh, wrote something down and I, I wanted to ask you about why you selected the name Everford. So I just hmm. that that answers yeah, my question. My like, tattoo, oh, man, it's, it's so cool. Uh, it was my license plate. It, um, yeah. it was, it even has a cooler, you know, kind of longer history, uh, real quick. Not only it was like sure, this sure. phrase that my dad said growing up, I heard it my whole life, my whole family did, uh, but he picked it up. You know, every unit, at least in the army, you know, we have a, a phrase, a saying, mm -hmm. his first duty station was with the 116th Infantry Regiment, this National Guard unit out of Virginia. Their creed, their saying was ever forward. That unit actually goes back to technically before we were a country. Uh, this oh, wow. this band of militia, um, I think like 1772, something like that. This was their phrase. This was their saying. And then you know, and then he went on to join. He was in went active duty, 101st Airborne. Cool. But that first unit, yeah. Ever Ford, just it hit him. Wow. And uh, thankfully, you know, he didn't keep it to himself. He shared yeah. it. And, you know, brought it home. Yeah. Yeah. Don't keep it to yourself. I love yeah, that. And that's yeah, why yeah. I love you're able to share your story every. every Every tragic story, every happy story, I, I think should be shared when that, even if that individual may not be ready for it. So I appreciate it. You guys definitely check that out. It's going to be in the show notes as always. Yeah, Chase, I, I really appreciate it. Like I said, this is really good. This is really fun. I'm glad we connected. Glad you helped me. I'm glad we took Thank it a step further me. and finally recorded. Yeah, man. Have a great rest of your night. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you. Right. Thanks, brother. See ya.